And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, Sunday night is Super Bowl 56. The L.A. Rams at home against the Cincinnati Bengals in what is sure to be a thrilling spectacle for the eyes. Now, you might think, hey, is it really fair to have the Rams playing in their own home stadium? Normally, the Super Bowl will be played in a neutral location, thereby eliminating the home field advantage. But how is the NFL supposed to know that the Rams were going to be any good when they chose the site a few years ago? They couldn't have imagined that at all, and that's why they're playing there. But what about the home field advantage? Well, it's like this. According to reports, ticket brokers have been concerned that the cost of gouging a fan for Super Bowl tickets has been tumbling dramatically. And what was expected to sell for as much as $5,000 for the cheap seats for Super Bowl 56, packages are now being sold for as little as $3,000 per ticket. Why is that? Because apparently fans of the LA Rams are not buying those tickets. Why? Because after more than 20 plus years of not having an NFL franchise, the people of Los Angeles don't really give a crap about the Rams. Nor do they care that they're playing the Super Bowl just up the street. Hence, those cheap seats are being sold for less than 40% what they would be worth at any other stadium in America. This is the first time in seven years that the cost of Super Bowl tickets didn't increase substantially due to the outrageous demand, the low supply, and the filthy level of astonishing money-sucking greed of today's secondary ticket market. Now, based upon the new price point, would I buy a ticket if I had a chance? Don't be ridiculous. Even the cheap seats are still between $3,000 and $3,500. And I'm simply too cheap to even consider the savings I'd enjoy while sitting in a $3,000 seat when I can sit in my living room virtually for free and watch it on TV. Just like I would do if I were living in Los Angeles, which clearly I am not. But hey, never mind, Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, how many apps do you have on your phone? Quite a, quite a lot. But do you have the Rocky's Direct Mobile app? Well, you should. You'll find out what's on sale at Rocky's. It'll always be at your fingertips with the Rocky's app or Rocky's.com. Or you go old school and pick up the flyer right there at the store at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Two Springfield's Classic Rock at 612 and Journey at Rock 102. Going to be uh, nice today. Mostly sunny with a high of 52. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 54. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm uh, not feeling that great right now, I'll tell you that. Is it uh, COVID? You got the COVID? Is it COVID? No. Uh, you see that video that blew up yesterday that you took of me uh, uh, rocking out to China Grove? Yes. Uh, yes. And I was bouncing up and down in this chair and then had to endure fat jokes all day long. Yeah, I noticed an awful lot of people mentioning uh, your man boobs, uh, which I thought uh, well, I, I uh, was inappropriate because I don't see you in that way. I actually responded to one gentleman, and I'm not sure if management removed my comment or he removed his own comment, but uh, I got back. What'd you say? Well, he said, uh, man, he got fat. And I just wrote, you know what? I could always lose weight, but you still will, all, will forever look like you're one Keystone Light 30-pack away from liver cirrhosis. <laughs> he, he it was a guy that looks like he would, like, you'd give him money to do a job, right. and then he'd never show up. I think it's hilarious yeah. when people will uh, say something that uh, is 
you know, it would be hurtful in yeah. any other context. Like, my God, did you gain some weight? Yeah, I know. Or uh, your baby's ugly. Or uh, I think your girlfriend's a pig. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's it's the yeah. kind of thing. It's like, you know, there's no real benefit Pe- there. People have no filters, and they don't keep their opinions to themselves. So, uh, F them. As far as I'm concerned. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to get to all of that. Well, uh, anyway, uh, so uh, I go. I leave here yesterday, and I'm now back at my... Uh, I, I have a personal trainer I go to, you know, uh, once a week. Okay. To see this guy. And it's uh, it's all about, like, you know, kind of what's different... Stri- I'm not trying to get, like, jacked, like, you know, some oiled-down uh, Austrian boy. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, I'm trying to just be... Stay, be able to stand up at some point when I'm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's um, really important that you that, you, that you, you're able to stand up. Yeah, um, as you get as, into your older years, you know, as a as a man who is uh, approaching yeah. uh, you know, fifty six. Yeah, I have to tell you that you know getting up off off a chair is oftentimes more work than I really want to put into my day. Yeah, but. Uh, you got to do it, Bax. You got to have some sort of... I know you got some ailments and all that stuff, but... I know, and I'm holding other, on to those like grim death right now. But there's other things you can do that doesn't require like walking or, you know, you could do like arm exercises or something like that. Just you know, get your body moving. It's interesting you you're, yeah. uh, you said that. Uh, I did do some arm exercises mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing, you know, like a lot of repetitive motion. Yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, grabbing the Oreo out of the package, dipping him the milk and then eating him. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like you know I could tell like my my left my left arm, which is my cookie eating arm. Yeah, it feels a little bit more bulked up than usual yeah. today. Yeah, I can I can feel it. You can feel it's all that. It's like Quagmire when he discovered internet porn and he only had one big arm. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's you. It's like if like you're Popeye and like one forearm is real built, yeah. but the other one's completely atrophied. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. dealing with. That's the one. So I, uh, I I go back. Uh, Steve is uh, is his name. He's uh, I've been going to him for like you know five years now. Right. Uh, and of course, you know, it's like uh, when you when you don't do something for a while, you're a little uh, creaky, if you will. Well, of course. So, you're, uh, you're, one, you're out of practice, and then two, yeah. you know, your body is one of these things where if you're uh, assaulting it with physical exercise, yeah. Yeah, the body rejects all that what, stuff, and they, they say, what? "What are you doing to me?" And he and here's the thing: like he knew that I hadn't been there in a month, obviously, because right. he would have he would have been there. If Otherwise, I was. he'd be still cashing the checks. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he uh, he he went easy on me. I mean, if you, if you take back in perspective, at the end of it, when I was done, I'm like, you know what? That stuff wouldn't have been very hard to me at all, right. A month and a half ago, but now. Now that you've really let yourself go. Well, I mean, you know, apparently, according to Facebook, apparently I'm a really fat guy. Uh, I got that uh, not that long, too, when someone says, I thought he lost weight. Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. At one point. Now? happens. (laughs) Now? I'm pretty sure everybody uh, in the pandemic gained weight. Of course they did. All we did was eat junk food. We're all a bunch of slovenly... Portly people now. Listen, I, I've seen, I, I, I've been running into people that I haven't seen and probably, you know, because of this whole pandemic. Time and, and food has taken a toll on many of my friend. You know what I mean? I'd, like, I'd say most just, of them. 
It just happens. Like, whatever. Like, I can't do anything. Well, I could do anything. I could do something about it. Well, I you are. Do, you I are. am doing something about it. But, I, like, I don't need to hear the background noise. Of course not. I don't not. care. You got to ignore all of that and just move uh, forward. But, uh, yeah, so I uh, we did, like, uh, like the deadlifting thing. Ugh. But, again, these are, like, you know, you, the, the word itself, deadlift, is... Sounds painful. It sounds painful, but it's really not. I mean, it, you're talking maybe, like, 90 pounds I was doing. 90 pounds? Wow, well, okay, 90 plus. Uh, I can't do math. I hate the, the math thing. 90. 90 plus 45. What's that? Uh, about 45 wrong. more than 90. Right. So it's about that. Right. It's, just, it's basically just like a warm-up kind of thing. And then he slowly adds like 10 pounds extra. Oh, I, would, I wouldn't last more than 10 seconds with this guy. After each. <laughs> but it's not that bad. It's really not that bad. It's like all the stuff that I was doing before. But now it's just becoming more difficult. Yeah, but you know, and you, it just sucks having to get back into. It. Yeah, I know, but but you're yeah. kind of you're kind of mentally used to the idea because you were doing CrossFit for a while, yeah. right? You're kind of mentally uh, adapted I, to the idea of of crushing your body for yeah. for benefit. I never did CrossFit. I did CrossFit like things. CrossFit is a completely different beast than what I was doing. Weren't you, like, uh, pulling cars with your teeth and playing with ropes and stuff? Yeah, but that's not quite CrossFit. CrossFit involves, like, many different repetitions of different exercises. And there's, like, when you go, like, yeah, he would give me, like, little, uh, you know, you carry a 150-pound sandbag down to the end, you bring it back, and then you push this other thing that's, like, 200 pounds. Right. You you know, you crack open a Bud Light with your (laughs) testicles because you can afterwards because they're so hard. Yeah, I know. Uh, but mm. uh, yeah, you, you, I I didn't I just, so that I didn't well, I wasn't like a CrossFit guy. There's there, there's like that's like a whole culture, the CrossFit thing. It's a cult. It's what not, it is. I, mean, I wouldn't say it's a cult. I think it's just really enthusiastic people wanting to be healthy. You know, I see these dudes jumping on these boxes, mm-hmm. you know, or you know, like uh, those. You know, those, uh, you know, they're just they like jump on like a like uh, those steps, those those uh, aerobic steps. Yeah. They're jumping on like you know things like you know five feet tall. I couldn't do like five inches off the ground. My yeah, you're gonna find this hard to believe, but my vertical launch, uh, lift yeah. ain't exactly what it used to yeah. be at right. all. But so I would do things like that, but on a much smaller level than the CrossFit thing because that's like you know an ongoing thing all the time. I'm just doing this once a week, sure. You know, uh, but uh, my glutes are killing me today. And, and again, I didn't even really do anything. You know, we did push-ups. We mm-hmm. did, uh, and like 10 of them. Like It wasn't even like I did like 50 of them. Right. I wound up doing 30 total, you know, for the first part of the warm-up and everything. And then uh, then these like arm uh, pull things. Right. You know? And then, uh, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, just the deadlift thing. And then he had me do lunges. That's like the oh, worst. God. Those, you know what? I I could lift weights all day long. You could put keep putting heavier weights, and I could try to lift something, uh, and I'd be okay with that. When I have to stretch my legs out and nearly touch my knee to yeah. uh, fake I, grass, you know, I <laughs> I I went to go see a personal trainer many yeah. many years ago, and lunges were something we did every single time I went. Yeah, and I hated lunges because yeah. like like you if you're not stretched out yeah you know your hamstrings feel like they're being set on fire yeah yeah and yeah. uh and i don't like that i don't like I, when someone says feel the burn i immediately recoil and say i don't want to feel anything yeah especially a burn 
That's true. On the back end of my body. That's where you do not want the burn. I don't want any burning down there. Um, but, you know, it's good for you, Bex. It's it's like a good pain. Like yeah, I'm in yeah. this um, painful, but I'm like, you know what? I feel good because yeah. I feel like there's, you know, blood has has flown again, you know, through these. Listen, I'm debilitated because of exercise. Yeah, it was exercise that tore my knee to shreds. Yeah, but see, you're probably not doing it right. Well, I'm definitely not doing it all right now. Yeah. See, I, uh, you know, with this guy, uh, I, again, I've been going over for like five years. And here's the problem. You might have to go to like two or three different trainers to find the right one for you. It's just like anything. If you're not going to jibe with somebody, right. you got to move on to the next one. You know what that's like, do you? But, uh, no, I don't. Uh, but <laughs> not in the same way you're thinking. Uh, but you know what I mean. It's like the, it's kind of like picking out a therapist. You know what I mean. You got to find the right one that yeah. jives with you. Uh, so I, this is why I've been going to him for like five years now. But I'm not going to change that up. But he knows me, and I know him, and I know that he's going to, you know, lay down this Lewis Gossett Jr. speech at some <laughs> point during the day. <laughs> Why don't you just leave? I got nowhere else to go. And uh, <laughs> but you know, at the at the end of it, uh, my ass is kicked. Yeah. And 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 again, he knows how much I can take. So now, after probably another three weeks, let's just say, yeah, it's he's ramping it up every week. Of course, so it's going to be worse next week. And then I like he's going to give me homework to do, so I have to do stuff. <sighs> Like during well, because you got to keep up with it, man. You can't just like it's maintenance. You know? You're doing this once a week. I'm doing it once a week. That's it. That's it. Yeah, but I really kind of want to do it a little bit more. Uh-huh. Just be, but not with him because it's you know it's a cost effective thing. Like you can't. If I could pay him uh, five days a week, I could. I would. Sure. It's, it's not cost. But he would destroy you if he did. If yes, it did but at that least way. I can go and do these things on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, as like homework. Uh, kind of. Oh my god! You want to do homework with me? No, I don't. Are you sure? I, no, because I'm not. I'm all. I can tell you right now. I'm already not at your level. Listen. You've been to one workout. You're already well ahead of me. Listen, you fat bastard. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I was a Facebook user of Rock 102. Uh, listen, Bax. Uh, come. On. How are you going to lift that magnet with the magnet fishing with me? If you if you can't even uh, oh, lift no, your coffee I'm, cup, I'm not there. lifting though any no magnets or anything that comes are out you of. Are just the... watching me magnet fish? I'm holding the phone. Take video. Well, no, that's what the cameras are for. Oh, that's what the geez. wearable cameras are yeah, for. Oh my god, we got this is the whole thing figured out. It's uh, 624 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's 631 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thank you, uh, Bax. You're welcome, I Steve. I wasn't really prepared for that. but uh, I wasn't really prepared for it either. Kind of snuck up on me. Well, hey, you know what? It's a lot to ask. A lot of buttons, knobs, yeah. and switches over here. I, you know, I can't, I'm trying to do one thing and another, and it's, it's a lot. I, I'm, not, I'm not harping on you, man. Thank you. You don't deserve that kind of treatment. <laughs> the, uh, That's a switcheroo, isn't it? Granby Police Department is asking, now Granby, Massachusetts, is asking for the public's help in finding a man who broke into a home. According to the Facebook post by the Granby Police, the man broke into the home Thursday, and uh, police are asking for the uh, asking the public for any information on the suspect. If you have any information, you're asked to call the Granby Police. The Granby Man. The Granby Man can because he lifts things from your home. Mm. Doesn't make you feel good. When you talk about the Granby police, you're talking about like the one Granby police officer? 
Or just like a, the, is there yeah, a department? There's like three or four of them. I, I have no idea how long, how big it is. Yeah, th- the thing about like those towns like Granby, well, Granby's a little bit more populated than the surrounding towns around it. Right. Uh, you know, once you get past South Hadley, you go into like Granby, and then like it just be- starts becoming like all this rural area. Mm-hmm. You got to remember like how much of that area needs to be covered by law enforcement. You talk about like I've talked to like troopers at the like the Russell barracks. Right. There's only like six of them on at a time at any given time. So, but you know, here's a perfect example. The other day I had to go to Worthington, which is the next town over from me. Right. But it took 25 minutes to get to my destination because it's a big town. It is a big town. It's a huge town. That's wow. the thing when they when they do these you know these rural towns the, the town border, you know it's not like. They're maintaining woods. You know, woods are just woods, but it's just, it's the area-wise. But there's still people who live on those far-out places. Right. So if you got a guy, like, let's say you got, a, like, a trooper responding to a call in Worthington, right? Mm-hmm. And then somebody uh, in Blandford needs some help. That's like a, like, even d- d- driving, you know, f- 70 miles an hour, with your blue lights on, by the time you get all the way to the other side, it's like going to be at least 25 minutes, 30 minutes. You know, Rehoboth is kind of the same way. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's like a physically large town. A lot of square mileage yeah. in Rehoboth. Like a, a surprising amount of, uh, of square mileage. And, uh, you know, it's like slightly less than 10,000 people living there. Yeah. Not, not a big town. Half the police department in Rehoboth are my cousins. Yeah. When I say half... It's you literally half. mean half. I yeah. literally mean like you half. Know them all, yeah. I know. I probably know more than half, but yeah, it's like half the police department. So if I were ever living there and committed a crime, mm-hmm. I could be arrested by my own cousin. I know. Imagine that how crazy that would be messed up, wouldn't it? Yeah, you wouldn't even get a break, would you? Here in Springfield, I mean, I know we know a bunch of cops here in Springfield, but there's yeah. always a good possibility that if I committed a crime in the city of Holmes. I'd be arrested by somebody I don't know, a complete let me, stranger. Let me tell you something. When one of us got arrested, there would be uh, no, without haste, there would be our mugshot pictures somewhere online with people, like, just beating us up. Oh, yeah. Because that's exactly what would happen. You know you'd get, like, a, you yeah. know, Ryan Walsh backstabbing one of us. Yeah. You yeah. know? And pretending like he doesn't know. Yeah. By the way, uh, somebody <laughs> suggested I could be Ryan Walsh's next helper in solving crimes with my magnet fishing kit. You could recover a lot of uh, a lot of evidence that you way. Go uh, over some of these little uh, these little bridgeways, these little uh, the ones that go over brooks and stuff in Springfield. You sure. drop that magnet in there, you never know what you're going to pull out. Think of the stuff they found at Watershops Pond. Yeah. The more, well, the guy the guy uh, I was watching yesterday pulled up a whole bike. He pulled a bike out of a canal. See what I'm talking yeah, about? How do you know that what that bike wasn't stolen? That's or used saying. to or used to get away in a crime. That's what I'm saying. Like there's a, like you could become a detective. Maybe you should talk to uh, either Ryan yeah. or to uh, the commissioner herself and uh, see if uh, you could uh, get deputized. Deputized. Yeah. We need someone with a big magnet. Who do we know? Oh. Oh, Steve Steve Nagel. Nagel is a magnet angler. And I'll go to all the water crime scenes and uh, fish my magnet in there. You're more than a magnet angler. You're a mangler. Yeah. That's what should be your new title. 
Uh, my my girlfriend said, "Oh, you're gonna find me the heart of the ocean now," and I said, "You're gonna have to settle for settle for cadaver in the canal because that's what we're <laughs> gonna come up with in Holyoke anyway." <laughs> hey, is that a foot? <laughs> Sturbridge police are warning residents about a possible roadwork scam. According to a Facebook post by the Sturbridge police, on Wednesday, officers were called to a report of a possible scam where a homeowner was approached by a man and a woman who told the homeowner that they were doing work for the highway department fixing roads and driveways. After doing some of the work, the man advised the homeowner that it was going to cost $3,000. The homeowner said he didn't have any money, and the two suspects left the area in a pickup truck. The woman, described as white with long hair, and went by the name Peaches. <laughs> the man was described as average with dark hair. Mm. Peaches. She was a she was a good looking gal. One Marlboro away from an emphysema. <laughs> she was beautiful. I looked at her with her one good eye that she had. <laughs> That's no oxygen tank. Yeah. That's accessories. Honey, I'll come back and patch your holes anytime. <laughs> this is like, you know, I, this is we've talked about these scams before with the driveway patch people. Yes. Like they come up to your house and they're like, hey, you need your uh, your driveway patched. And then you wind up, it's a, it was, I thought it was, it was a little bit more simpler on how the, the scam went. Didn't they like do like a, a spot of it just to kind of like a, like test it out? I think they would do like a spot of it, maybe uh, like rope off your driveway right. with the caution tape, and then leave collect half the money and then leave and never come back. You know, it, I I just I I don't I I am not a fan of the hiring somebody on the spot for something. No, unless I, uh, it's like you know, like we were talking about the snow plowing. That might be a little bit different if you're, you know, well, watching you're, snow plows go by your house and you wave one down and you say, hey, I'll give you 50 bucks if you do this. That's a little bit different well, than... In that case, you're kind of in the moment. You're <laughs> yeah. actually in an act of desperation. The guy clearly has the plow to do the job. But if a guy's going to, like, go, you know, door to door and ask you if I want my, my, uh, my driveway resurfaced or if I want, you know, solar panels on my house... Mm-hmm. You're you're never gonna sell me on that if you're going door to door. Yeah, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, even but, the, even like these uh, these uh, these little girls that come to your door, you know, wanting to sell cookies. Like, I'm gonna trust that. Well, like, I'll tell a kid to get the f off my lawn if I, I have to. I don't remember if it was. It's so funny how you can't like your time gets so convoluted now. I can't remember if it was this past summer or the summer before. There was a kid that showed up at the house. Right. My house. Like, it's. I'm not like in a door-to-door kind of neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like, you really got to uh, be athletic <laughs> if you want to, you know, walk to the next house. You know, it's not very close together. I could see this being down towards the center of town where the houses are, like, right next to each other. Sure. But this kid's walking door-to-door asking... For like magazine subscriptions, and I'm like, get out of here! I know this is a scam. Like, get out of here! Like, go magazines. away. Yeah, he was. Like, I'm going to college, and I need to sell these magazines. I'm like, dude, like nobody's buying magazines, and the only people that I, if they were buying magazines, were probably old people, and you didn't get one, and you're not going to get your scam sale. Right? Yeah, like, did your kids ever have to do like a magazine drive for school? My uh, kids had to do that for a while. They, you know, they sold yeah. magazines. Now, yeah. at, the, at the time, you know, no one was reading magazines anymore. Yeah. That's why magazines were going online or shutting down. Yeah. 
And they didn't even have any good magazines. You couldn't get uh, Playboy or Penthouse or Hustler or any of the good ones. I am, Instead, you got to have get like Time and Newsweek. Please. From all the things that I've read about, whether it be school photos or uh, these any number of these fundraisers. Right. And how there are certain schools. I'm not saying any one of them around here. I'm just saying there was this huge thing in the New York Times about how there's certain people at the school, like a principal, that would get a kickback for that. Really? Yeah. Not only the principal would get a kickback for them selling the stuff in school, or selling the stuff for outside of school, but then the school would get the the profit, too. Yeah. But it's only like like 2%. It's really not that much. No, I I used to resent the living bejesus out of these constant... You know, fundraisers for schools. It's like, come on already. Uh, I can only only sell junk to the people I care about so many times from my kids. Uh, Like, my kid uh, came home, I don't know, back in the fall, and it was something about, like, selling popcorn or something. First. Oh, the big tin with the the, the cheese, yeah, it was the like a caramel band, corn, and the yeah, fundraiser oh, or something good. like that. And you know, we're, they're sending out. They make sure you get your orders in. I here's the here's the thing: the kids aren't going door to door. They're not going to do that. Yeah, it's the parents that are doing all the sales. It's and me, like asking you, hey, Specs, you want to buy a tin of my you know kids' popcorn stuff? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be put in that situation. I don't want to be the one that has to do all the work and raise all the money. For something. So I said, listen, I'll just give you 40 bucks. You take this into school and say, boom, there you go. Cash donation directly to the fund. We cut out the middlemen and the money goes directly to the club. Right. I would rather do like volunteer for like a like a like a uh, like a PTA thing and start a fundraising comedy night or something where the money is better served directly being raised versus going through a company that's right. trying to sell candles. And you probably wouldn't have popcorn. to have everybody be involved <laughs> in having to shake down the people they love for I your kid. Uh, when I was in ninth grade in upstate central New York, in the middle of desolate wasteland, they were selling beach towels. Beach towels? I had to go around and sell beach towels to raise money for the senior. You know, that would have been our senior class money as a freshman. You start, you know... Beach towels. Again, it's just this gimmicky crap that... Beach towels. What a horrible idea. I don't know. Anyway. uh, I I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, there's this bank robber. The Route 91 Bandit. Have you heard of this one? I have now. Uh, The FBI is offering $10,000 for the information leading to the identification, arrest, and conviction of the Route 91 Bandit. According to the uh, news release uh, sent... From the FBI in Boston, the suspect is allegedly responsible for at least 11 bank robberies located in various cities along I-91 in Western Mass, New Hampshire, Connecticut, and Vermont. I-91 goes through New Hampshire? Mm, Or maybe it was close enough to 91 that he said that. He's considered armed and dangerous and has threatened to use a uh, firearm at least uh, in six of the robberies, and he attempted to enter the vault on several occasions. The FBI describes him as a white male, 5'6 to 5'8, with medium build, blue eyes, light colored hair, typically wears a hood or a hat with white sneakers, and the investigators believe he may be operating a newer model Nissan sedan. I don't recognize him at all. No, I don't either. And for a minute there, I thought you were describing me up until you said he was medium build and had a Nissan. Yeah. This is, uh, he robbed, yeah, all these banks that he robbed were 
near the I-91. So if you if you see this guy, uh, ask him for a couple of bucks. <sighs> we don't really uh, we don't really have uh, criminals in this area being given a cute little name. The 91 Bandit. The Route 91 Bandit. You don't, you don't see that very often. No. You know? It's not like, uh, like, you know, like the Son of Sam or the Zodiac Killer. I mean, those are good. Those are good, solid criminal names. The 91 Bandit. I like that. <laughs> uh, the Enfield Police Department is asking for the public's help in funding. Mr. Crockett, 708 and Def Leppard at Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 52. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 55. It's 27 in downtown Springfield. But it's very cold over in Chicopee this morning. <sighs> we just uh, got wind of uh, some very sad news out of Chicopee. Yeah, this is uh, very in sad. 22 News Studios. Kelly Reardon, last day is today. Are you sure about this? I, uh, I've i been told. That's what I was told. And then uh, I haven't seen it because we... Can't afford a DVR. Well, listen, that, <laughs> that's a costly monthly uh, expense. Well, good, good thing we don't need any extra equipment around here. Because you know, uh, I'm on her Facebook, and she's got yeah, uh, she's yeah. got nothing. Well, supposedly, uh, you know, uh, it, she's going to be making some sort of update on her social media later today. So maybe when that happens, we can kind of dive into it a little bit more. But uh, wow, what a sad uh, day, you know? Yeah, we were. You and I were on that bandwagon from day one, Steve. Absolutely, we were. We were on that one and, and said, uh, "Wow, this is a, this is a major talent." And not to be egotistical uh, by any means, but I believe that us talking about her accelerated her fame in ways mm. that she has uh, no idea that we had uh, workings with. Steve, when you've got an innate star quality, you don't need a bunch of overweight sloppy old men uh, pointing it out uh, you know she's she would have emerged as a as a as a as a blockbuster talent from uh, from the giddy up she didn't she didn't need mm. us to propel her career well i think she kind of did can't can't we just have take credit for something that uh, we we propelled that see but i'm i'm wondering whether we really propelled anything i think we did I think we did. I don't know. I but, really uh, thought she was going to be in it for the long haul, though. Uh, Yeah. Well, when we find out more information, we'll, uh, you know. Oh, my God. Man, we'll, we'll give you all the stuff we know. You know, I, I, don't, even, I don't even know if I can finish the show. And if it's like any information from 22 News, we won't find out about it until March. <laughs> um. It's time for Am I the A-Hole? Oh, let me get that, uh, that, that big music opening. Bed? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't have that. Hey, you know what? We should make a music bed for that. We, we say that every time we I do know, this bit. I know. One day it will. One Someday. Day it will. Someday. Uh, am I the a-hole for calling out our cook for scamming us? I, 48 female, hired Julie, 25 female, to cook for my family of four. Wish I had that kind of money. Yeah, no kidding. She uh, cooked for us a few family meals. Uh, she cooks for us a few family meals a week and delivers them. This has been working out for us for a few months, but she recently told us she would start charging double what she was initially charging. We were quite shocked. She was a good cook, but she's not a trained chef or anything. It's just a hobby for her. We offered her uh, to, a little more to pay for some of the groceries, but uh, double seemed excessive. She turned it down and said she would give us a few weeks to find someone new, but that felt unfair to us. We hired her because her cooking style and taste were similar to ours, and we have dietary restrictions that she was able to accommodate. Had we had known earlier on that she would bail so quickly, we would have hired someone else from the start so they could learn our tastes. I pointed out how the amount that she was getting now was generous for someone who isn't a pro cook. 
That's your mis- first mistake you right go. there. And she needed to be uh, realistic about her prices since we could dine in at a nice restaurant for amount she was asking. She told us the, that she wasn't. She told us to do that and wasn't open for negotiation. Even after looking up cost of groceries and utilities and showing her the data on the profit she was already making, she wouldn't budge. I then got angry and told her off for trying to scam us after she cited the rise in food prices, which we offered to cover, but that wasn't enough for her, and how she valued her free time. She cooks for her family anyway, so she's making extra portions for us. She totally uh, she got really cold. And quiet on the spot, not even giving us the few weeks to find someone new. I totally understand wanting to wanting a little extra to cover the rising cost of food, but doubling her prices all of a sudden seems really scummy and ridiculous. Uh. I called her again, and I offered to pay for the extra cost of the groceries plus a 10% raise, but then she blocked me. I don't understand the audacity of demanding a 100% raise for a pretty easy and flexible part-time gig. Am I the a-hole? Yes. yes, you are, lady. Listen, for all you know, you got this this poor woman on the cheap, and what she did is she discovered what actual personal chefs are charging their clients, yeah. whether or not she's a trained chef or not. If she's doing the job and you're happy with the food, then you should be paying her what? like she is a professional of, of anybody yeah. else in that in that uh, market. And you know what? You know, it's probably one of those situations where you know. I mean, anybody who can afford to have a personal cook come over could probably afford a little bit more. And probably. That's, you know, that that is such a luxury to have a personal cook for you. You know, we had a— You co- don't have to do any of the cooking, and somebody else does it for you, and you're complaining about how much it costs. And if you—and and she said, if you want to go to a restaurant, then go to a restaurant then. Yeah. If, you, if it's that important to you, and you know what, you should be paying the uh, the mark the fair market value for Ugh. her services. God, at the very least, and it sounds like she started off doing you a, a big solid by cutting the price down. Yeah, but you know because of all the extra things she had to do to keep you happy, you know, she, I think she was probably she probably switched her her fee to something that is more in line with every other personal chef in the, her area. Yeah, she, like you said, she probably looked up, uh, oh, sh- chef salary, personal chef salaries. Yeah. Now, years ago, I hired a cleaning lady, okay? And and, uh, and it was at a certain rate. I don't remember exactly what we paid. Uh, and it, and she wasn't that great yeah. at it. I mean, there's a lot of things that she just simply failed to do. Okay. And then we had to let her go. Because right. she wasn't really doing the job. and That you wanted her to do. And we were able to find someone who could do the job yeah. and at the same price. Okay. And she she was wonderful. And then, yeah. you know, she had to, like, move out of the area, and there was great sadness. Uh, but uh, the woman that didn't do such a great job was making the same. Now, I didn't feel like an a-hole letting her go if the job was inadequate. But I would have kept that second cleaning lady forever if I knew uh, we had the chance. Yeah, she but, was doing great work for the same price. But but the thing is, anybody who's really good at something, you're not going to keep them for very, very long. Oh, I know. Because they wind up moving on to bigger and better things. Well, I think part of uh, the issue there was her deportation back to her native country. And I didn't even realize that uh, that was even going to be a possibility. Yeah. I, uh, I, I have an awesome uh, friend of mine that comes over once a week and, and does that for me, the yeah. cleaning thing. And she, she's great. I now, mean, do you do this crazy thing? What? Where be where you start cleaning the house before the cleaning lady gets to the house? Well, you have to because 
the cleaning lady is only there to clean the dirt. She's not there to pick up after your mess, which mm. which this one does because she knows us well. Right. You know, it's kind of like a mom. She, and, uh, you know, I just have to, like, you know, uh, listen to how messy my kids are uh, every once in a while. Yeah. No, we, we would fine. We would spend four days cleaning the house so the cleaning lady could clean yeah. the house. That didn't make any sense to me. No. I, I mean, I don't think, how much can you expect from a single man living with two kids? You know I, I mean? My expectations would be very, very low. I have a, uh, again, and my house isn't dirty. It's just cluttered. Yeah. There's this, like, kids, I, I don't even know how many times I got to tell them to pick that crap up, and they don't. And then I, I've been, you know what I've been doing? I bought these two bins. Well, I had these two bins, and I just keep putting their stuff in it. Well, there and you go. Putting it at the bottom of the stairs. And right. Then, you would think that the bin would go upstairs. Never. No. All no, the they stuff just pick... comes back out of the bin and it winds up being all over the yeah, place. Yeah, they pick again. the stuff out of the bin as they need it. Kids are kind of jerks sometimes, aren't they? Well, you know, Steve, it's all about modeling. Yeah, well, I'm a model uh, saying, uh, <laughs> listen, I'm done uh, picking up after you after, after you bums around here. There you go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Am, Am I, I the a-hole? For hap- well, I knew that was the line. Uh, for having told my girlfriend how privileged she is. I, 27 female, have been with my girlfriend, 26 female, all right, for four years now, but I have known her for longer, and we are in a happy relationship. However, she does sadly have a bad trait of disrespecting staff and people with lower income in general. Don't get me wrong, she's great, but that's her flaw, I guess. For the background, my girlfriend grew up rich, as her mother has her own successful business, and her mm. father is a judge in an extremely high position. After she finished school, she wanted to study law like her dad, both her parents studied at Harvard and now uh, had, in general, very good uh, contacts to many people in charge there. When my girlfriend decided that she wanted to go to Harvard, too, she made her parents pull some strings, which definitely contributed to her getting accepted after After all. I uh, want to note I that I have absolutely no problem with this. If she gets the chance to go to the university of her dreams, then why wouldn't she take it? Now, a little over two years ago... When it came to actually finding a job, writing applications, and going to job interviews, she was very nervous about it, and her dad pulled some strings again on court to make sure the uh, process was easier and less stressful for her, which worked out excellent due to his good reputation and high position. Mm. Now, we both have finished university, got our careers uh, going, and moved in together. But lately, when we were in the car, she started ranting about how much it annoys her when people complain about the low pay they get since it's their fault and they were too lazy to get a better job. Then I said, I don't think you should judge other people's situations as you don't know their backstories, and you got to keep in mind that not everybody is as privileged as you. She gave me furious eyes and asked me what I meant. I explained that her parents are definitely contributed to her success and that not everyone was as lucky as her. She started freaking out over that. (laughs) (laughs) And she said... uh, and. She started freaking out, claiming uh, that I said that she was stupid and wouldn't be anywhere in her life without her parents' help, even though I said nothing like that. I told her that I would never think of her as stupid and that it still takes a lot of work to get through uh, college and get a good job. Mm-hmm. Just that the uh, the jump there was easier for her than it was for us. She's just pointing out the obvious. Yeah. Uh, but now she hasn't spoken to me for days, and her friends also told me that I was an a-hole for destruction of her self-conception and i feel bad because i didn't really want to hurt her she's still the a-hole um yeah i mean it's possible they may both be a-holes but i mean yeah 
I mean, this woman has benefited from her privilege. There's no question about it. The girlfriend has benefited from the rich girlfriend? No, 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 no. no. Oh. The, the, uh, the girlfriend has benefited from the privilege yeah. provided to her by her parents. Does that make her an a-hole? No, not necessarily. But, I mean, to diminish others yeah. for their lack of accomplishments where yeah. your accomplishments wouldn't have happened had it not been for your connections in life. Eh, you know, who, who, you, uh, who, are you, who are any of us to diminish anybody, really? Mm, well, we, we can well, we can. We got microphones and big egos, but you know, but the I'm talking about the little people here. The, you know, the, yeah, the, you insig- no business the insignificant ones are spending all day writing to Reddit. Yeah, and, you, you know, you non-entertainment people are the ones that are the problem. <laughs> those, it's us. We can talk crap about people all day long. Those are the people I'm talking yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. She. It sounds like she's uh, uh, she she dated the little rich girl, and now she's not really getting what she wanted out of it. Again, that's why I said it's a possibility that we're dealing with two a-holes here. Did, did you ever date somebody that, like, you know, had a lot, like, fancier taste than you did? Yeah, sure. Like, you know, like a you know, girl in high school or college you mm-hmm. went on a date with, and she was, like, all foofy and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Didn't that make you feel like, oh, man, there ain't, never, there ain't no <laughs> way in hell I'm ever going to— I am ever going to please this person. There, there are certain things yeah. that uh, that would uh, present themselves where I would say, "What are we doing spending money on something like that when like this cheap stuff is just as good?" Yeah, yeah. Eh, I don't know if I was the a hole in that situation, but it just seemed to me that I was willing to settle for less. I don't know. Like, like let's say, like uh, you know, you start dating somebody and. Uh, you know, you, you you tell people where you've been on vacation. Well, I went to, you know, the Grand Canyon once, or I went to, you know, uh, New Orleans once, or something like that. Right. And then that person goes, well, I uh, I used to spend the uh, the weekends uh, with my uh, grandfather at his place on Martha's Vineyard. And, you know, when you start hearing stuff like that, yeah. you gotta you kind of got to just analyze the situation going, this probably really isn't the right fit for me. I'm like a... I'm like a Chili's guy, <laughs> and she's more of a Plaza New York hotel kind of yeah. kind of guy. Like I got know? no problem going yeah. to a greasy spoon type yeah. restaurant, but yeah. you know, she, you know th- th- that won't fly for her. Yeah, high maintenance. You ain't never gonna win that. It's seven twenty-two with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. It's seven twenty-five with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. It is gonna be a very nice day today. Sunny and a high of fifty-two. Tomorrow even nicer. With a uh, high of 55. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, you ever miss a uh, show here on Rock 102? You always go to rock102.com to download the daily podcast. It's mm-hmm. available uh, 24 hours a day, all the time. You can uh, find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or like I said, directly on uh, rock102.com. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, check out Baxi's musical podcast. This week, my guest is uh, Tim Finn from the band Split Ends. And then next week, I'll be talking to uh, Holyoke's very own Tommy Pluta. Who uh, played with the Size back in the '90s? Yeah, they're about to celebrate the 30th anniversary of their first album, and they'll be uh, playing uh, later this year at uh, Gateway City Arts in Holyoke. And he's got a brand new EP out called Breathe. It's actually really, really good. So be uh, that'll be available on Monday on Rock102.com. Guy who works here. Yeah, that's the weird thing. You think wow. you know a guy? Yeah, I'll be like you know. Well, I mean, uh, I, I always knew he was in a band, but you know, he yeah. and I never actually sat down to really discuss that and then you did yeah and, and now then, you're in love with them 
Well, no. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, like yeah, he's do. a good he's, he's a, a good, good looking man. Well, yes. I mean, he's a good dude, but, you know, I, I mean, his father-in-law is my attorney. I've known his brother forever. His mother was a former mayor of Holyoke. Oh, oh. I mean, I mean, there's a lot going on. I, I've known the family for a while. Oh, I thought you, you know, started talking to the guy, and you're like, you know what? I never really noticed how great you were. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, always, yeah. I've always bypassed you as just another guy. I've got this office crush on you now. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, the size had you know a major label uh, record yeah. deal, and they were— uh, their first album was produced by Ed Stasium, who produced everybody from the Smithereens to the Ramones to Living Color. I mean, it, it's it's a real it's a real deal, and it's actually a very cool story. So you'll hear that Monday on Rock102.com. The the show with uh, the Wayans brothers. No, remember uh, the band uh, Living Color did uh, yeah, Cult the of Personality. With, uh, J- Jim Carrey and Fire Marshal Bill. No, and, uh, no, no. What was that called? That was called. In Living Color. Uh, no, no, you're thinking of that crappy song from Chicago, I Hate. No, that's uh, Color My World. Oh, no, you're thinking of that uh, song by... Damn it, I don't know the name of the artist. What? Pop Goes the World. Who sings that? Pop Goes the World. Oh, Remember that? Uh, Remember that song? Uh, yes. <laughs> Hold on a second. Uh, pop goes the, yeah. See, the, the game doesn't work out well when we have to like look up. Things. Yeah, a, a, a Google search kills that. And who did that? By uh, the way, is Pop goes the world? Is that? Oh, you, it's Men Without Hats. That was Men Without Hats. That was Men Without Hats. Why did that not sound like Men Without Hats? Uh, let me see about that. It was. Uh, it was in fact Men Without Hats. The same ones that did. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, the same ones that did yeah. the safety dance. Yeah. Yeah. This was their allegedly other hit. This was a hit? This is the one thing that makes them not a one-hit wonder. I remember a radio station being a, making a parody song out of this of Pop Goes to Work. Yeah, because it's garbage. Yeah. I know. I'm not playing the whole thing. You're not? Wait, no, is I'm there really any not. lyrics? To, it just says Pop Goes the World, right? Yeah, no. He's about to sing now. Yeah, yeah I would have never have guessed that that was Men Without Hats. Yep. See? See? The more yeah. you know. You can dance if you want to. I like that one. How's this guy even yeah. sleep at night? I don't know. <laughs> it's 7.28. News is next to Rock 102. 7.31 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Go to yankeehomeimprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. You know, I could share the sad news, but I'm going to let you hear it directly from the unicorn's mouth. I also do have a quick bittersweet announcement. Today is actually my last day, 22 News. I just want you to know how special it was to forecast the weather for my hometown, my whole family watching, my husband's family watching, especially Nana Foley and my late grandfather. Since I was born here, I really felt the connection to each and every one of our 22 News viewers. So I want to thank you so much for growing with me through the last three and a half years. Also, of course, I want to thank Rich and Taylor and all of my colleagues here for just making this job so much fun and for brightening my day every day. More announcements will come soon on my social media pages, so stay tuned. This is not goodbye. This is just see you later. Oh, oh, oh it is goodbye. Oh, we got to look at it. Go get it. Come on, Kelly. No, no, Why This is a, it's a really sad day. It is a, uh, it is a, it is a terrible, terrible. I don't even know how I'm going to get through the next uh, hour and a half of this show.
I think I should go home. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't this require like a like a sick a sick day or something? I don't know. I'm trying so hard to play a, a sad you know going away song, but my uh, my Spotify is uh, is junk. So I was gonna play "Please Don't Go" by Casey and the Sunshine Band because that's yeah. you know she is a ray of sunshine and it is gonna be partly cloudy today. And um, but I can't bring you that. Sorry, Kelly. So yeah. so sorry. What a, what a sad. Sad day. You know, she's not even saying you know what she is leaving to do. Like she's not saying uh, I got a much better job with a significant amount of pay and I don't have to be this close to Tedmer every day. Uh, she's not even saying that. No, but we don't even know. No. We don't even know what's going well, on. She just got married. She's probably like, you know what? I uh, I would rather be uh, instead of getting up every morning at two o'clock in the morning to come here and deliver the weather. Yeah, I'd rather uh, maybe go find somewhere else, somewhere I could be, uh, you know, happy, uh, make more of a, more of a family life. You she know wants to saying? do. She wants to do married things. Yeah, you know, yeah. like a, well, let's say, like her husband comes home from work after a tough day at the office, and there she is uh, with some slippers yeah. uh, and uh, and a cocktail yeah. for her uh, for her husband. Yeah, I and, don't think she's like. And that. Uh, you know, it I think has, that's the other way around in that relationship. Has the afternoon paper under her arm and hands yeah. it to him as he comes while yeah. she goes in and makes a pot pie. Yeah, I don't think that's that's how the roles go. But you know what? If, rather than us speculate on some woman who didn't even give us permission to speculate on her personal life. <laughs> I know. I just we're gonna miss listen. her. She was a she's a, she's a great forecaster. Well, just you know? allow me to enjoy just a moment of fantasy, if you will. That's all, that's really all this is. And now we get right, we're stuck with Eddie Munster now. You see this guy? He's got the the hairline. Yeah, he's got a, a widow's peak. A widow's peak. It's a significant widow's peak. Uh yeah. But it's Kelly, a, ooh, it's a tough I loss. Know. That's tough. Uh, it's not gonna be easy. Not gonna be easy. Get over this one. You know, every now and then, you know, we uh, we make our overtures. We, yeah. we we point out uh, what we believe is a monstrous local television talent, yeah. and uh, it's like we get kind of close. We become friends. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. remember, like uh, Brittany Decker. Oh yeah, Brittany Decker, and then uh, Jackie Bruno, and uh, well, Jack. Yeah, right. No, I know. Yeah. I know. Well, she's on NECN now. You can see her anytime you want. That's that is yeah. uh, that is true. Um, but yeah, Shannon Hagee, she, she left. nice girl, yeah, man, yeah, nice, nice, girl. nice lady, you nice know, lady. It's a good thing you brought uh, Brittany Decker up. I'm looking online the other day, and she's posting all these things. And she's a very pretty girl. She was like Miss Connecticut or something like that, right? Uh, at some point in in her life, and uh, the people, the Nate, the things that they were like writing to her. Again, you know, we were talking about like this guy calling me fat the uh, on the uh, on the Facebook page, right? You know, for a, for a woman, it's like a hundred times worse. It's like a barrage of comments going, "You look kind of chubby in that dress. Please wear a different outfit. You look pregnant today." And I'm reading all these comments, and I'm like, "Are you serious? Like, the, this is what people write to like your local right weather forecaster? Like, well, who the hell do you think you are when you do stuff like that?" Do you remember a couple of years ago when Lindsay Idaluka was in town? Yes. All right, so she's been in Providence for a while. I'd be looking at her all day long. You know what I'm saying? She's a she's a lovely woman. Of course she is. Now uh, she is uh, she's working in Providence, and uh, and I love the fact that she did this because I think it's it, it yeah. it's terrific. She was getting mail, uh, voicemail, voicemail from yeah. from viewers who were pointing out that she was a little heavy, yeah. that she had gained a little bit of weight. 
you know, and, and not any more weight than the average woman in the world, but, you know, by television standards, she was a little heavier than, than, than some of the others. And they were eviscerating this poor woman. And what she did, and I give her all kinds of credit for doing it because it's exactly what she should have done. She called these people out, even played part of the voicemail. And, and while they were fat shaming her, yeah. she was ignorance shaming them. And I thought, you know what? Good for you, Lindsay. That's exactly what you should do. That's pretty Because good. you shouldn't have to be putting up with that kind of abuse from mm. people who don't know you or have any uh, you know, you know, personal uh, connection to you. They're just there to spread their hatred. And good for Lindsay Idaluka for doing that. Now, having said that, I can't imagine what anyone would say to Brittany Decker that would be negative. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I can't even understand that. Uh, Sturbridge police. Steve, you're actually going to do news after we've just given you the biggest blockbuster of the day that Kelly Reardon is leaving? Well, we only got a finite amount of minutes to do the <sighs> newscast, and I want to talk about this uh, next story again. All right, fine, fine. Sturbridge police are warning residents about a possible road work scam. According to a Facebook post, uh, apparently there's, uh, there's people out there uh, on Wednesday, uh, officers were called to a report of a possible scam where a homeowner was approached by a man and a woman who told the homeowner that they were doing work for the highway department fixing roads and driveways. And after doing some of the work, the man then advised the homeowner that it was going to cost $3,000. Well, wait a second. You didn't agree on a price before you put this thing down? Yeah, that's clearly a scam. First of all, what highway department does work on driveways? Well, uh, maybe the Sturbridge Highway Department does. Please. Listen, you can tell anybody anything. Certain people are going to believe you, and certain people are not going to believe you. That's why they call it the scam. I get you, but you but know. what what dopes are out there writing a three thousand dollar check? Ooh, I better get that. I better get that that check out right away. Well, we can ask the Steve Weissman when we have him on again. There's lots of people out there that do that kind of thing, and they get duped into it. Uh, after doing some of the work, man, is get three thousand dollars. The homeowner said he didn't have any money, and then the two suspects left. Suspects left the area in a pickup truck. The the man was described as an average build with dark hair, and the woman is described as white with long dark hair and went by the name Peaches. Peaches. Hello, Peaches. That was the president of the USA song. Peaches. Millions of peaches. Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. We, have, we must have that in there. Uh, let me look. Yeah, I like that song. Just uh, I think if you just type peaches into the search That's database, exactly it should pop up. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. It's a great song. I remember buying that album when I was like uh, 14 or 15 years old. Yeah, no, we don't have that. We don't have that? No. That's insane that we don't have that. We got a I mean uh, there's a song that I play in the fun bag called uh, Peaches by the Stranglers, but it ain't exactly the same kind of song. But Millions of Peaches, Peaches for me? Yeah. Millions of Peaches. Peaches for free. Yeah. I love that song. He's uh, he's not talking about the actual fruit, you know. No, I know. He's talking about the lady. You know, uh, you wonder, well, you know, what kind of person calls herself Peaches? This lady does. I actually know two other people by the name of Peach, of Peaches. Isn't that crazy? What are the um, odds of that? I, I don't know anybody named Peaches. The nick nicknames, of course, but Peaches. Is there a mugshot? Uh, no, there is no mugshot because uh, they haven't found her yet. Sketch, They're looking for her. No police no sketch. Ske no police sketch. Uh, but you can imagine what a peach's white might look like. I think they all look very different. Yeah. Come on over here. 
Watch me smoke this cigarette out of my tracheotomy tube. <laughs> you can call me Peaches. You know what that scent is? Sucrets and Marlboros. Does that turn you on? Well, it shouldn't because it's disgusting. <laughs> you know, I'm a bad girl. I commit crimes. But uh, you can just call me Peaches on the Run. You ever, uh, you ever uh, like, somebody who wears, like, too much cologne or perfume? Yes. And, but, it, like, really bad cologne or perfume? Mm-hmm. The thing that, the re- that one that really bothers me is that really, like, baby powdery smell. Like, oh, yeah. Like, old lady kind of uh, smell. I know what you, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, some lady uh, at, a, like, a, like, a Jack and Jill I was doing had way too much of that on you know yeah and it was just like and and i made fun of her well she made fun of me first mm-hmm. she said something to me that was a little uncouth so then i just gave it right back to her because i don't you know i don't care right you know, i'm already getting paid what are you gonna do fire me you already gave me your money <laughs> you know but, uh, you know, I just gave it back to her, and then she got all offended and everything like that. But everybody was laughing because they could tell. Like, the, they were getting choked out by the—it was like Pigpen walking around with the blanket and the yeah. dust cloud of dust. This was a cloud of perfume. You know, if if people <clears throat> around you can taste your cologne— Yeah, that's disgusting. It's way too much. There was a guy, and I don't want to say who it was or what business it uh, he worked in. But uh, people, he was a guy that, you know, would occasionally appear in the commercials of this business. Yeah. And I saw him once at a big Y. And this, and, and you know, try to imagine you're in the produce section, okay? Uh-huh. He's near the fruits. Ooh. Fruit. I'm near the vegetables. Yeah. They're not always side-by-side rows, right? They're sometimes yeah. like, you know, two rows apart. I could smell this guy from 15 feet away. That's how heavy he was bathing himself in this cologne. Now, I don't remember what the cologne was. It may have been polo or a Dracar Noir or yeah. you know, something Dracar. that yeah, something that everybody had at one point back in the late 80s or early 90s. Stetson Brute. Yeah, Stetson. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what was it? High Karate. Right. <laughs> Aqua Velva, ice blue. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, he was just loaded with it. Yeah. And every time I see, I had seen this guy out. It was the same exact thing. You could taste it on your mouth. That's disgusting. It's too much, dude. Absolutely disgusting when you when you can when when you can feel like you can bite the air. Yeah, no. Like you're biting into like a like a stale flower baby powder bottle. Mm Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. Yeah. I wear so little to almost none. Most of the time, I don't wear any. I got some in the house. I wear it on a, on a special occasion, but it, it, it ain't, I ain't dousing myself in it. Have you seen this thing on uh, Netflix, The Tinder Swindler? No. You have to watch this. The Tinder it's Swindler. insane. It's about all these chicks that were meeting this guy off of Tinder. He swindled millions of dollars out of all of them. The scam artist type of thing. And he's, like, walking free still today. Really? Yeah, it's actually a, it's a really uh, great uh, uh, little 
uh, crime documentary. Man, if you can't trust someone you met uh, on Tinder, who can you trust? Well, uh, Tinder is all about accepting or rejecting someone in two seconds based only on a photo, but they just added a new feature that lets you do the exact opposite of that. Now you can use Tinder to go on virtual blind dates with people. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let me tell you something. The, as far as the dating, nobody ever looks like the person that they are in the dating app. No, because you sort through every- filtered and Snapchats and, and all this other stuff, and everybody's trying to make themselves look perfect, but just show who you really are. Like even that picture where yeah. you're, you know, passed out drunk on a toilet. That's a good picture. That's a, that's a real picture. That's, that's the, the candids that's going to get you laid. Because most of the people that know you, that's the vision of you they have in their heads. They launched a new blind date feature this week that forces you to chat with someone before you see any pictures of them. You just answer a few questions and it matches you with someone based on common answers. It only tells you their name and age, and you have to chat with them to gain access to the profile pictures. Then you finally get to see them and decide if you're actually interested or not. This sounds like a complete disaster is what it sounds like. Uh, yes. All the more reason to bullface lie to somebody. Well, I mean, you have to have some sort of visual attraction to the other person in order for you to even continue to go on to the, like anything else. True to it to a to a certain degree, but, but I think anyone who's in a, in a good relationship will tell you it, it, it's much more than that. Yes, but there there had those concessions were made after the initial attraction to yeah, somebody. Yeah, okay, I get that. You, both people have to have at least some sort of physical attraction to each other, right? Before or you know because it maybe eventually that develops like you were saying, like you just said, like uh, over time, right? But. I'm talking about like a like an initial meeting with somebody. You have to have at least some sort of attraction to each other in order to continue talking further. Yeah. No, I listen, I get yeah. it. I get it. So I can see that part, but if people aren't showing you who they really are anyway, what's the point of doing this? The Tinder thing. I don't know. I mean, imagine uh, liking somebody based yeah. entirely on their personality yeah. alone. Yeah. You know, uh, one time I was dating this girl and uh, I was getting uh, I was getting tired of her. So I, uh, sitting in bed the one day, I'm reading the personal columns. Yeah. And I see uh, this ad that uh, just jumps out at me. It says, do you like pina coladas getting caught in the rain? Right. If you're not into yoga and you have half a brain. Yes. uh, If you like making love at midnight. (laughs) In the dunes of the cape. I'm the love that you look for, right to me and escape. Now, wouldn't it be funny? Well, yeah. So, wouldn't so, it be ironic? Oh, you didn't even hear the rest of the story. Okay. So then, uh, so I, I, uh, I said, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take out my own personal hat uh, to respond to that uh, person. Okay. And I said, uh, yes, I like pina coladas. Getting caught in the rain. I am not into yoga. I am into champagne. Oh, yeah, right. I got you meet you by tomorrow noon to cut through all this red tape. Because I'm the love that you've looked for. Write to me and escape. Now, uh, she, yeah. you didn't say that you like making love at midnight. No, you no, didn't, no, no. Right. no. You no, didn't no. say we, that part, we right? We didn't do that part. Okay. Uh, but uh, we're running out of time, aren't we? Is that what you're looking at? No, you're no. Looking I, at I, I'm gonna look, no, because someone just texted me. Oh, I thought you were... Uh, <laughs> It's, but when Bax looks at his watch, he's either trying to tell the time or he's checking his heart rate. To make well, sure right. I want to make sure I'm not dead. I want to make sure I'm not dead. And I just happen to have a message on my phone. So, uh, my... 
watch. Yeah. So I went to this uh, this place called O'Malley's. That's what it was. I got to meet you by tomorrow noon at a place called O'Malley's where we'll plan our escape. That's what it was. I thought that's it. Yeah. That's it. But anyway, uh, so I waited with high hopes. <laughs> and then she walks in the place. And uh, I can't remember. So we were very surprised. Well, you were there, well, weren't you? Well, I mean... We were there. We were surprised at each other. And uh, she... Uh, it was my lady. It was the lady that I was writing the personal ad in bed with. What are the chances? And I said, I never knew that you like pina coladas getting caught in the rain. If you're not into yoga, if you have have a brain. If you like making love at midnight in the dunes of the Cape, well, I'm the love that you look for. Write to me and escape. You're a Pioneer Valley. That was guy, so but... worth it. That was that was a great story, Steve. Thanks hey, for sharing listen, that. Listen, you know what? Everybody was asking me yesterday, what gets you going in the morning? Where you know, where you were jumping up and down on that chair yesterday to China Groove, <laughs> China Grove during the uh, during the break. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we just did this. So I'm all wired up. You know what it is, Bax? You know what it is? Fogbuster coffee? Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee in the black and white can now at every beverage cooler at every Big Y Express. Gets you going. Makes you want to sing China Grove on a daily basis. And uh, it's uh, velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. Your Pioneer Valley forecast is going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 52. Tomorrow, very nice and sunny with a high of 55. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel. That's the news right now. 7 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see. Uh, this Sunday at 9 o'clock, it's uh, Baxi's Musical Fun Bag. We're playing songs from The Clash, The New York Dolls, The Smiths. Uh, the Specials, The Cure, and a whole lot more. It's Rock 102's Loudest Hour, Sunday nights, 9 o'clock, just before Little Steven's Underground Garage here on Rock 102. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at Ozzy's song. I like it. How did he, like, sing so well? Yeah, his mouth. Why, 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 like, when you talk to him. Do you ever uh, hear uh, country music legend Mel Tillis speak? Yes. Had a horrible yeah. stutter. Horrible, horrible. Horrible stutter, and yet... Uh, when he sang, he sang like uh, the songbird of my generation, and yet uh, he didn't—he didn't stutter when he sang. Okay, but a stutter is something that—I uh, mean, I, it's not like Ozzy had some sort of like disability where he couldn't talk normally, but he could sing, and you can understand some of his—you can understand most of his lyrics in some of the songs. But, sure, right. Uh, but you can understand him speaking as opposed to him— Right, right. but, you know, when he when he sings, say, like, a, like Sabracadabra, ooh, man, he belts that one out uh, yeah, like yeah. you wouldn't believe. Uh, but, yeah, it's just weird how people—I'm I, I, saying the difference between a stutter, you know, a stutter is something that's probably— Physiologically wrong. Well, or, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if, don't know if it's set. physiological or you know, like a neurological, neurological but, kind of thing, right? But with the with with Ozzy, you know, his uh, language deficits are mostly due to years of punishment. Yeah, self-induced punishment. Uh, cocaine, cocaine, Heroin, booze, pills. The time he snorted. Ants off the pool, you know, that kind of thing. By the way, I watched another episode of Pam and Tommy last night on Hulu. And? Oh, man. What a great show. Really? What an absolutely great show. It just, I mean, you can see, I 
you you really start to feel bad for Pam Anderson in this whole thing because Tommy's kind of a jerk. Well, he didn't know the safe was stolen from his the safe was stolen from his house where the tape was in the sex tape was in. Okay, and everybody and nobody's really knowing what the internet is because it's 1995, 1996, you know, yeah. 95, 96. So they they're like they went to an internet cafe. Pam and Tommy Lee to go find out that what the website was that that their sex tape was being sold on, but you know she she's trying to be like an actress, right? She's getting shot down by the people at Baywatch. They're like, yeah, you're not doing this. We're only taking pictures of your butt. That's what we hired you for. Sure, you know she was practicing this monologue. She got turned down for it, and then um, the she uh, the sex tape comes out. Yeah. Then she has a miscarriage. Oh, it was yeah. awful. It was it was such an awful story because you know how like you know you know how hard that can be on sure. somebody. But the the people's reset. I mean, he seems like I don't know who who really wrote this movie, but he seems like a real jerk. And I don't know if he was like, you know, he's he's in love with her and he's all about her, but right. he treats everybody else like like a jerk. You know, that was kind of the reason why he had the tape stolen from him. Right. So. Well, that's why you got to treat people with kindness. He doesn't seem to care so much about the tape. He's more looking at it like, uh, you know, hey, it's showing me Well, off. because when people look at that tape, and she, what do they say? Right. They're not even talking about her. They're no. talking about him. No, but to her, that was like, this is our private stuff. Yeah, like, it's humiliating. We do this to ourselves. And, you know, you, why, you, you should, like, why are you taking this so lightly kind of thing? That's why all of my sex tapes have been yeah. uh, encrypted. They're almost unbreakable. I don't even want to know what that looks like. No, you don't. No. And you'll never find out because they're all encrypted. Oh, really? And hidden. Yeah. And you don't even want to know where. Uh, are you? Uh, do you have an NFP on that? Uh, yeah. Yes, maybe, uh, perhaps. Bet, bet you do. But nevertheless, yeah, uh, and it's humiliating. But you know, Tommy uh, winds up being. I hate to say it because I don't think he deserves it, but you know, he winds up being the one that everyone talks about. Like he's the star of the film. Uh, he's really not though. No, but everyone's yeah. like, "Wow, look! I did not. Ex- I did yeah. not expect that." It's just like you know. I know we got we, we're running out of time here, but uh, you know we'll talk about it a little bit later. It's uh, it's seven fifty nine at Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two, Springfield's classic rock. It's just about eight eleven, and Joan Jett on Rock one hundred two. Damn it, man! You giving me this. Uh, Great stuff to dance to in the morning at my chair, my little chair over you know, here. I, I, we posted up and down. Like we a, posted that video yesterday. Yeah. You dancing to the Doobie Brothers, yeah. which I have to tell you, you know, if you're going to dance to any band, might as well be the Doobies, I'm right? You, it's like uh, one of those songs that uh, just gets you going in the morning. People were noticing that uh, you were kind of going pretty hard on the office furniture uh, in that video. Well, you know what. Let me make this an opportunity to thank the good folks over at Conklin Office Supply who gave us these very, very sturdy chairs that we've had for well over a year. These are some of the longest-lasting office chairs we've had in a while. Yeah, they, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we, this is a good, damn quality chair. I believe and that got, chair in particular has yeah. got a, uh, a a weight restriction of up like to 600 pounds. Three oh six. I yes, it was like three thousand pounds, but no, it's just yeah. six hundred pounds. But uh, hey, I'm sitting pretty. 
I love this chair. Yes, that's a good chair. Uh, this, this chair is actually quite comfortable, too. Yeah, Normally, so. I've broken every chair I've sat in there in 27 you, years. There you go. Quick plug uh, for uh, Conklin Office Supplier. Give us these great chairs. Well, there you go. And then we sit in here. And remember the guy delivered them here and then uh, something, what was, was something wrong with it? Something was wrong with um, it. We called the guy back and he was actually halfway down the street already. Yeah. Because we I, wanted these new chairs so bad, and I think he came back, but he did come back like right away. Oh yeah, now he, he was they, uh, like uh, right fixed. on Johnny on the spot. That dude. I think I think it was maybe like one thing that wasn't put together or something, and then he came and he came and fixed it. But, yeah, uh, good times. Uh, yeah, the chair is going to be fine. Hydraulics and everything. One little thing that bothered me this morning. Now, obviously, I, you know, I drink the Fogbuster uh, stuff, but I also shop at other coffee uh, places uh, to get things. And I yeah, went you, go to, you go to the Fog Buster for yeah. your cold brew. Yeah, and then uh, so I, I went to I went to another uh, shop this morning uh-huh. and uh, got an iced coffee. Right. And I didn't realize it wasn't the fault of anybody working there. It just happens from time to time. The cup was cracked, and I didn't know the cup was cracked uh, until yeah. I picked it up out of the cup holder. Yep. And now I have this like inch of coffee on the in the cup holder that I have to go get like. My whole the whole truck smells like a uh, like a Colombian Supremo uh, yep, Wanvel. Yep. De- it smells like Wanvel Dez's basement. You know, know, we've we've all been there. Yeah, we've all been. You know, like a like a cracked cup or like yeah. the lid has been placed yeah. uh, askew. Yeah, and then you, know, you you sip your coffee yeah. and it's dribbling right off the cup. Yeah, the the cut the plastic cup just broke just enough. Again, yeah. it's not the fault of the people that work there. It just happens. You know, it's like breaking a straw. You ever break a straw? That sucks. Oh, it's terrible. And then you go, you're trying to suck it up, but all you're getting is air and a little bit of the liquid yeah, that I you've know. put in the cup. I, you know, you, you don't have to tell me. <sighs> but uh, anyway, we were talking about uh, Pam and Tommy uh, before yes. on Hulu. What a great show. And, I, and I'm not a big fan of Seth Rogen, but he really does play a great part in this movie. Now, what, uh, what part does he play? He plays uh, Rand. And he's and Rand is the guy who was the contractor for Tommy Lee. So this um, would have been the guy that steals the video. Yeah, the I guy, see the guy that steals the video. He steals the video because he's a contractor in the house with this other guy, right? Right. And they're like, and Tommy's coming in. He's like, you know, I, I want this over here and this over here and all. You know, so but he he's complimenting on how great it looks. And then he's like, after Seth Rogen gets done building all the stuff, he goes. Yeah, I think I'm gonna want that bed over there, and they're like, "Dude, that's gonna cost like you know this much money," and he said, "Cost doesn't matter." Well, Tommy Lee hadn't paid them anything. Oh yeah. So they were racking up all this stuff on their own credit cards and their own uh, personal things and you know whatnot. That's when he got the idea, like, "I'm gonna screw this guy." So it was Tommy being Tommy. Yeah. And this guy says, "I'll show you." Well, he came back for his tools to Tommy's house. And Tommy's like, you ain't getting your tools. like So he wouldn't give him his tools back. Yeah. He actually threatened him with a gun and told him to get off his property. That's usually a good invite for somebody to come back and rob you blind. Yeah, that 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 never works out in a yeah. customer uh, contractor exchange. Yeah, so uh, Tommy's got this big safe full of guns and jewelry and... Uh, Videos. Apparently a home video, and uh, this guy takes it and... They shop it around to all of. He winds it. He has the. He has this like friend in the porn industry. His ex-wife is also a porn star. Right. 
who is Taylor Schilling, by the way, from uh, Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one the story was about, Piper right. or whatever the hell right, it was. Right, right. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so she plays a porn star. And oh. it's it's so graphic. The, the, like, you cannot watch this with children around. You sure? You, no, you can't. Like, I have to wait until at least the kids go to sleep in order to turn this thing on because it's so, like, dirt. It's like a dirty, dirty right. uh, thing. And uh, it's and and they they're shopping around this videotape that they found, and of course, every producer in the porn Hollywood industry was like, uh, "Yeah, uh, no, you have release forms. I don't care how you know if this guy's hung like a donkey. Uh, you, we're not we're not doing this because we could get in trouble." And, and as then, it turns out, yeah, he was. Well, and then they meet a loan shark who is Andrew Dice Clay. Yes. Uh, who agrees to give them like 50 grand in order to get them going with a, of course a, a a high what do they call that uh, interest rate uh uh okay. You know, yeah, something. Yeah, it's right. like 10 you know, 10% and then 25% a day until it's all paid off kind of thing. And then they do that. They do this operation. They start it's getting really good though. Okay. It's on episode four. It's getting really good now. Now, uh, we were discussing this uh, a little bit last hour about uh, this whole thing. And you talked about how, you know, they were, the, the, that Pam Anderson and uh, Tommy Lee were experiencing some pretty difficult times around this. So it was like a, like a miscarriage and, you know, very emotional. And, you know, nobody yeah. really wants their sex tapes out there. I mean, like I told you, I don't want any of mine out there. And that's that's yeah. why they're all encrypted and hidden in a very, very secret place. And I'm never going to tell anybody mm. where they are. Having said that, the star of these, I mean, you, you've, I assume, uh, rightly or wrongly, that you have seen the actual footage of this video. I saw it when I was when it came out. It was probably well, probably a couple of years after it came out because somebody finally had it, and uh, it was like I was at a party and they were right. watching it. Yeah. But once it was available on the internet, yeah, you know, on porn sites and stuff like yeah. that, you know, for research purposes only, mind you, uh, much like when the Rob Lowe sex tape came out, yeah, you had to see it because I mean, it, you know, it's it's uh, it's newsworthy, yeah. I assume that your reaction was the same as nearly everybody who viewed it. And it wasn't about her. Yeah. It was about him. Yeah. And it wasn't even about what was going on in the video. It was about how large and in charge he was being. It's as yeah. if certain endowments on this man were actually the star of the show. How humiliating. Yeah, well, hey. How humiliating you know. is it for, for men to be sexualized in this way? You know, to be treated just like simple pieces of meat. Yeah. You know, we're human beings for crying out loud. We got feelings. We have, you know, we have dreams, goals in our lives. And yeah. to be reduced down to just 10 or 11 inches of, of flesh just seems to be, uh, you know, unfair and uh, quite frankly sexist. Yeah. Uh, I'm offended. As a man, I am offended by the reaction to this whole charade. You're only offended because he's got a much bigger piece of junk than you do. Steve, it's 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 then not a pretty much anybody does. What uh, comparisons yeah. are pointless uh in in these kinds of uh, situations. Yeah. But well, uh, for all the people that tell you size doesn't matter and then you tell them ask them if they watch the Pam and Tommy sex tape, they're like, Oh yeah, it does. Oh yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> It definitely does. 
But uh, but but what a great show! And like just to you know to, I always enjoy going back and finding out more to a story. Uh, well, assuming that well, what you're saying is, is true, and that and that's the other piece of it too. It's obviously for drama, so there's probably a lot of things that are added in there to make you know f- to make a good show, right. to make a good story. Because I mean, I I can see a situation yeah. where Tommy is doing like you know so many rails of coke yeah. at once that he's actually having uh, conversations yeah. with his penis, and the penis is actually talking back. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I, I, I can't confirm this. I think it is possible to ingest well, that much cocaine into your system where you can actually have those kinds of conversations. I saw the I saw an interview, uh, a quick one, with the, uh, the guy who plays Tommy Lee in the show. And he said that he had to wear this, like, special, like... Like a prosthetic? A prosthetic, like, uh, testicle thing, like, that was made out of steel. Steel. Yeah, that he had to, in order to do that scene because I guess oh, it was yeah. almost like a green is green screen type of like <laughs> CGI effects that you're that you're doing. Right. And he's like, it was like really uncomfortable, and you know, it's he goes it's like Mark Wahlberg in Boogie Nights. Yeah, he's that not was, hung like that either. No, he's a, no. no, good God, no, he's yeah. from Boston. That's like an uh, it's like an elephant trunk. Well, yeah, you but know. that was that was the whole premise of the film. <laughs> that was the whole premise. Yeah, but. uh but yeah, so I mean, you know, it's just I, you feel so bad for her the way they paint this story because, you know, she that was her private tape and yeah. she didn't want that out to anybody. She was a person who had a relationship with a man who she trusted and had the tape, and you know, it wasn't his fault either. Well, it was his fault. It's mostly stuff, his fault that the stuff got stolen. Yeah, if if he were yeah. behaving like a reasonable human being, honestly, if he not had, being a jerk, if he had just paid those guys for the work that they had done yep. and given the guys the tool bags, I don't think he would have. They would have done this. They they wouldn't have stolen the the safe. No, but if you're going to be yeah. a, a jerk to someone who has yeah. done work in your house and you're not paying them, yeah. Well, you know, bad things are going to happen. You have to expect that, at the very least, is a lawsuit. Yeah. If they go, you know, rifling around your personal stuff and stealing it, that's not really a what? surprise to me either. So that's the thing. There's no like security footage because he was the one that put the cameras in. Uh, Seth Rogen's character ran. He put the cameras in. Yep. The the property. The cameras were controlled by a security company, but he had this great idea to wear this like furry thing to look like the big dog that they had. And it worked. Amazing. Like the cam, like anybody watching it from a security company would be like, "Oh, that's just the dog out there," and that's exactly how it happened. You know, prior to this conversation, yeah. I actually had no interest in seeing this. You really got, and you know what? I'm not like a, I'm, I like Motley Crue. I'm not a huge Motley Crue fan, right? But the soundtrack is great, and it's not filled with Motley Crue songs. Like there's other. Songs that are well properly placed gotcha. with, among scenes. So I, I highly recommend it. It's on Hulu. There you go. It's 823 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Freedom Credit Union has always been about connection. Today we offer branches throughout Western Massachusetts, connecting the communities that you call home. When you join us, we put you first, connecting you with yeselectronics.net. 828. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com 
Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Mattresses, bikes, and couches. Oh, my. These are just a few of the items illegally chucked or hauled from trucks and cars to the sides of Springfield roads and wooded areas. I thought those are the things that you'd be getting with the uh, with the magnet. Well, yes, but these are above ground. These are oh. actually in the water. Uh, the citations... Uh, uh, Hitting security camera footage that led to 14 citations against people uh, that the city announced yesterday. The citations came part of a citywide crackdown on illegal dumping. You ever take an illegal dump? I try to put my dumps in places that are legal. <clears throat> Since March of 2021, after Parks Building and Recreation Management installed uh, cameras in dumping hotspots. Uh, smile, you're on Springfield's cam- candid camera, said Mayor Dom Dom. Actually, he said, listen... Show me them pearly whites, because I want to see you not doing that when we throw your butt in the can. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. We're throwing you right in jail. Hey, am I crazy? Or is like uh, you know, one of these pictures on uh, Mass Live Yeah, a rented vehicle, like a rental truck, and yeah. you're doing illegal dumping from a rental? Well, it's 1995 in town, it says, right on the side of the, uh, I believe it's a U-Haul truck. Interesting. Very interesting. What about that lady rolling the tires? Yeah, huh? Well, she's working on a pit crew for NASCAR, but not. <laughs> yeah, but she got she got rid of four tires. Yeah. And uh, this guy's throwing just, like, random junk. Looks like he's throwing a shower door into the woods. You see that one? Yeah, I see that one. And, and then, then... Uh, what's this guy got? Mattresses. He's got a couple of mattresses there. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, I don't know what these guys are doing. It looks like a body, but I can't be sure. Uh, yeah, it does look like a body, does it? Yeah, it looks like a body. And then they got these other guys, one's throwing like a, like a kid's, uh, bicycle. Yeah. Like one of them little, uh, trike bikes. Oh, but there's two pictures that look like bodies. The one up above that, too. That yes. one looks like a body. That looks and like a body. The one below looks like a body and then the bicycle with it. Yes. And then what are these guys? Here's a recliner. These two folks are uh, uh, hauling away. Yeah. Is that a recliner or a love seat? They got a lot of junk in the back seat of that car, yeah. too. And uh, what's this guy? This guy's just walking across somebody's yard. But it must be like a vacant property. That That's what it looks like. It looks like one of these vacant properties in Springfield that he's throwing stuff on the front lawn. Yeah. That looks like a, like a, like some plastic shelving and like a yeah. shopping cart. When I worked at the uh, the rail yard over in West Springfield years mm-hmm. ago, every once in a while you'd get like a damaged container. You know the containers that go on the container ships, right? But you'd get a damaged one every once in a while, and the, you know the railroad would take forever to scrap it, so it would like be pushed off to the side, kind of hidden, and grass would grow, weeds would grow around it, and all that other stuff. Right. Well, one time, these uh, these uh, homeless folks turned it into like. This kick-ass, like, hobo cave. It really? It was awesome. They had, like, a fire pit outside. Nice. And then they had inside, uh, like, a couch and a chair, and it looked... Uh, They're all was, set up. And it was like... But they decorated, too. Like, they put tapestry up on the side of the container wall. Well, it you want to make... very nice. You want to make it look nice. You want to give it that homey look. And then uh, it was unfortunate that it uh, eventually burned down when one of them decided, hey, let's move some of this fire inside the trailer. And luckily nobody uh, was yeah, hurt or, uh, or, or died. But I mean, that's, uh, that's probably not smart. Uh, the uh, the Hobo Hotel had been shut down. Uh, that's too bad. Yeah. What is it about, because, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I've been on the choo-choo. I've been, yeah. you know, like, uh, you know, taking the train from, like, New Haven to... <laughs> 
to uh, to Grand Central. What mm-hmm. is it about uh, the rail system of this country? Yeah, yeah. In spite of all the you know all the romanticized uh, feeling we get about the trains, that uh, it's train tracks. Yeah, that seem to get the most amount of illegal dumping. Well, yeah. Like if you're looking for like you know you know landfills and people's refuse. Listen. The, the 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 train tracks are where you find some of the best stuff. Let me tell you, uh, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Say it. You wanna you wanna get away with some stuff? Do it near railroad tracks, cause there ain't nobody around watching you. Uh, except the people on the train, and they don't usually tell. Yeah, but I'm t- like, think think about the you know we were just talking the other day about those trains out in Los Angeles, and you did you see the picture of those? Uh, no, I didn't. So it's like the containers going through, you know, they're all stacked up on top of each other and they're they're going on the train. Mm-hmm. And then you, all along the tracks, you see nothing but debris of Amazon packages and <laughs> like all of this stuff that was scheduled to be delivered because somebody broke into it and, you know, threw all the trash all over the thing. And, and, and most of those things, you don't know what you're getting. It's not like on the side of those containers, they say TVs or, or right. something like that. You don't know what you're getting, so when they pop into those things, they just rifle through the packages, find what they want, and then move on. It's just kind of like anything else. But there's nobody, like, they don't have enough manpower to police that. There's not enough security to provide, you know, the policing or putting cameras on all right. the train cars or something like that. It just wouldn't be cost-effective. Well, I'm, I'm sure you're right. I mean, if you want to get away with stuff, the train tracks seem like a, a good idea. But anytime I've seen, like... <laughs> Like stuff around the tra- like old couches and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, they're really old couches. Like yeah. they've been torn to shred by animals. Yeah, you know. So it's like, yeah, how long has that couch been out there? Probably a couple of years. Well, I remember the the one up in uh, the one I worked up in Worcester. Uh, there was a they they had caught this guy or many guys who were using this one spot of the rail yard because it was like off the main road and it was just kind of hidden behind the thing. So right. No, even people working there wouldn't even know a car was there. They were using it as one of those spots. You know what I'm talking about? Like a sp- like a spot for loving? Uh, yeah. For love making? Oh, love making. Really? Much like the uh, the rest stop up on 91. And then they eventually caught the guys doing it. I, I got, I got like- off easy. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that about you before. Yeah. Was yeah. that like a sting operation? Uh, yes, it was. A yeah, sting I bet that's operation. a lot of stinging. A tongue sting operation. Oh, I bet that's yeah. the truth. <laughs> anyway, anyway, what's uh, what else is going on? City detectives raided an alleged crack cocaine dealer recently in Westfield and found evidence to suggest that the suspect makes the product he sells. Detectives led by Sergeant Brian Freeman had been investigating an alleged crack dealer when they executed the warrant on February 3rd at his Orange Street home. They found that he and his associates were in possession of tools and raw materials needed to convert powdered crack cocaine into crack. That's uh, like kind of making water into wine. Though, well, I mean, you know. I'm thinking is it more like a, like an artisan crack? You know, like yeah. uh, like you know the you know they sometimes like the the rustic handmade stuff. You know, people go crazy for that kind of thing. Hey, look, I can uh, I can turn this crack into a medical issue. I've made <laughs> yes, I've made this crack. <laughs> Lovingly by hand. In his uh, recent investigation, Freeman and his team identified suspect Hector A. Ortiz of 51 Orange Street, uh, first floor, through interviews with uh, users and focused their investigation on him. When sufficient evidence was developed, Freeman sought and was granted a search warrant. The warrant was executed when Ortiz arrived at his home in a BMW SUV 
with Joshua Inostroza of Draper Street in Springfield and uh, 19-year-old Kyan uh, Pellet of Elijah Street in Springfield. Ortiz was be, uh, found to be in possession of five bags of powder cocaine, a total of 1.3 grams. They also found a glass measuring cup in a cup holder next to the driver, found to be in possession of a bag of white powder. Mm. Wow, good stuff. Now, uh, because this is made at home, yeah, would this be like a like a craft crack operation? Oh, I see what you did there. Like yeah, the, the craft way, food company. Well, like, you know, some people they make like a craft beer in their home. You know, they make yeah. their own. They make their own beer or their own wine. Mm. Yeah, there's some people love you know love the homemade stuff as opposed to. Yeah, the stuff that's mass produced and you know sold in the big box stores or uh, in the uh, or in the big box cartels. Or you always see it on prison shows where they take fruit from the mess hall and then they make uh, crappy alcohol with it under their bunk. Right. Yeah. Exactly. In a court document, the uh, officer uh, reported, "I believe there is probable cause to believe that these three men were acting together and they were planning to combine the cocaine with the baking soda in the glass measuring disc." Stir it with kitchen utensils, make crack cocaine, weigh it, package it, and sell it for profit. This almost sounds like a directions for a recipe. Well, you take uh, two uh, ounces of crack cocaine, right? Uh, mixed with one ounce. Steve, of I don't know if it's. Soda. I don't even know if uh, on this level it's uh, responsible to give you uh, the recipe. Well, let's, there is. Let's no just one. say it's a secret family recipe. That uh, you know, we can't divulge any secrets. Like, kind of like the way that uh, you know Colonel Sanders would uh, hide that chicken recipe. Yeah. You know, I uh, I uh, I had some of the veggie beyond stuff from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yes, and uh, it's okay. It's clearly not chicken, right? But it kind of does taste like it. Can I ask? But a, then it kind of doesn't. Can I ask a dumb question? What? What possessed you to have this? Uh, I told you, my kid is into uh, eating more uh, vegetable-based products, mm. not vegetarian. Or not vegan, right? Uh, but vegetarian style stuff. You which do is fine. You do know that's not really vegetarian or vegan. No, but uh, you have to remember when you're out with two children who mm -hmm. are very hungry and right. uh, you don't have time to go home and make dinner. Uh, what option does a child who doesn't eat meat have? So this was the option, right. and we got like a six little nugget thing. I had one of them. It was okay. According to the internet, yeah. the Beyond Chicken mm -hmm. nuggets from uh, from KFC yeah. actually fried in the same oil that they fry the meat. That's all rumor. Rumor? I don't think so. You're telling, you're telling me that they've got a separate vat of vegetable oil yeah. just for the Beyond Meat? Uh, it was like uh, the rumor that the mechanically separated chicken... In the uh, in the Slim Jims, the rumor had always been that they start with the testicles of the chicken, and then they grind all that up. Well, where do you think they the... get the McNuggets? And I'm like, uh, chickens don't have testicles, so how is that even a true rumor? <laughs> like, you know, on the surface, you're like, oh my god, really? But that's the initial shock. But the the person who has the common sense go, it's not like a chicken has testicles. If you're if you're trying to make somebody d disgusted about something, talk about the living conditions they raise these chickens in. Am I right, people? <clears throat> I uh, I believe that chickens do, in fact, 
have testicles. All of them? No, just the roosters. That's what I'm saying. If you're saying that a mechanically separated chicken has testicles and that's part of your Slim Jim, that's inaccurate information. Well, are we only ripping apart hens? I don't think so. Well, do you, you do you, uh, I don't want to, <laughs> got to be very careful. I know, you got to dance very carefully here. Uh, the blank-a-doodle-doo, if you will. Yes. Uh, do you think there's one of those every once in a while? I can't imagine why not. It's basically the same species of animal. How do we know that uh, a whole uh, bucket load of rooster doesn't taste delicious? How do we know that a whole bucket load of veggie chicken isn't uh, really meat chicken? I don't know, but now I'm back to having a serious fried chicken Jones. Yeah, we haven't. You know what? We have time today. We're going to be here for a while, so let's go to the Chester's Chicken later. It opens at 11. We'll see why we couldn't do it. Let's do it. Why don't we send somebody out, because we may still be in this meeting at 11. Why don't we send somebody out to go grab a couple buckets of Chester's? I'm all about that. Let's, uh... Well, we don't have anybody working here anymore to go get us stuff. We have to do things on our own. So, um, I don't know. Uh, that lady left the other day. <laughs> that receptionist. I know. Now she's gone. You know, we got nobody to grab our chicken. Yeah, nobody's going to go out and grab our chicken for us. You know what? One listener will call up and go, I'll go grab your chicken for you. You don't want that. I'll do it for a t-shirt. You don't, yeah, you don't know what they're putting in that chicken. I hear it's terrific chicken. Like, it's like world-class chicken at Chester's. Yeah, again, as ma- as many times somebody tells me that you're missing out on this or you're missing out on that, I don't believe you until I actually try it. Chick-fil-A was shoved in my brain for years that Chick-fil-A was going to be the best thing that I ever tasted as far as fast food chicken goes. It's not. It's not that great. It's it, just okay. It's okay. And that's, that's it. it. That's it. There's nothing yep. spectacular about, you know, even that Popeye's chicken sandwich that everybody was talking about, you know, raving about a couple of years ago. Well, it was, they, had they not screwed up the uh, the supply part of that and every every location had the chicken sandwich, Yeah, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But like so many places were running out of it because of the internet. That what that's what made it uh, you know, so so popular. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, but I've actually thought that helped them. That people wanted this damn thing so bad. No, I know. Listen, you can't you can't trust the recommendation. I mean, mm-hmm. you recommended a couple places I went to, and I'm like, eh, it's okay. Nothing nothing special. Well, everybody's got a different taste of it's things. It. It's you it. Know, it's a, a preference of what to get. So exactly my point. Uh, there's, uh, probably a perfume called Irresistible, right? Yes, that's uh, what you are. And let's be honest, it probably literally isn't irresistible. But this perfume would be. The Idaho Potato Commission has decided to celebrate Valentine's Day and National Potato Lovers Month. I see I where this is going. going. With a limited edition potato perfume. But it gets better. It's called, how do you say this word, Frights? Frites. Frites. Frites by Idaho. And it's designed to smell like a fresh plate of French fries. And they don't just rely on chemicals. It's made of distilled Idaho potatoes. Now, there's good news and bad news. They were selling it on their website, IdahoPotato.com, and 1.7 ounces somehow only cost $1.89. Mm. 
Not surprisingly, it's sold out. It's unclear if they're making any more, but they did say they're getting into the perfume business. They do have 10 bottles left, and you can enter a contest to get one of them. Just follow them on Instagram at Idaho Potatoes. Like the post about the contest and tag someone you love, and the contest ends Sunday night. Wow. So you're going to smell like potatoes. Couldn't you just date somebody that works in a kitchen? <laughs> yeah, really, even I mean, I've worked in restaurants before, and yeah. I've dated people that worked in restaurants before. They smell like the restaurant who, that they worked in. Who doesn't love the smell of uh, freshly fried French fries? I yeah, but I or tater tots. Listen, I love the smell of tater tots. When you've been working in that all day, like that's the. I don't think that's the smell you really want because now you're talking about uh, your uh, your body odor that's built up on you all day long, right? On top of whatever greasy stuff you were cooking in the kitchen back there. I guess. Yeah, it is kind of gross though, don't you think? To have fry perfume. You used to work with a guy that smelled like fried food. Like he had like a like a like a fry vat in his house and yeah. was eating nothing but fried food. Yeah. And he smelled awful. Yeah. He smelled like stale old uh, frying oil. I had a roommate in college we nicknamed Pickles because he smelled like pickles and fried chicken all the time. Hmm. It was not a good mix either. And then, like, sharing a room, you know, me and another guy sharing a room with him. Did the dude date much? No. Imagine he, that. He did not. Imagine that. And, uh, matter of fact, he never washed his bedding, oh, which was... yeah. I actually have a picture of this somewhere. Because I said, let's take a picture of that grease buildup. It was like one of those... Um, you ever get in like an like an old vehicle that somebody has smoked in and, yes. and like you know it's got all that greasy like everything no matter how much you clean it everything still has this film on oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's exactly what this was. It was so gross. That's gross. Yeah. His mattress must have looked like a crime scene, but with grease. Dude, it's happened again. What? I totally forgot what I was talking about while I was talking about it. What was I just talking about? You were talking about uh, this guy you knew. Yeah. Oh, uh, the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So right. the bill. Yeah. So, I just lost my train of thought. That's like, I don't like that. I, 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 that's, I don't like that at all. Maybe uh, you got some uh, attention deficit issues. I probably do. Yeah. And it's probably from working here. <laughs> Anyway, it's it's from you know, all that all those years of ignoring what was being said. We uh, we talked of uh, what should we call it um, uh, about the the guy. So the, we took a picture of this guy's bed. Yeah, and it had like a good like a like more than just a sheen of oil. <laughs> But cause, you know, this is you know three and a half months of being in a in a room with right. not being washed once. It had a, like a perfect outline of his body. It's the shroud it was, of Turin. It, yeah, it was the shroud. Of, <laughs> the shroud of pickles is what it was. It was disgusting. I was like, oh my god! And no matter how many, you know, I see that guy. He's a college roommate of mine. I see him like once every five to ten years right. since then, and uh, that's the first thing we start talking about because it was just. It's burned into our brain as much as it was burned into the sheet. <laughs> I'm going to have to find this picture and put it up online because oh it's, it's, there's no identifying features of who this person uh, is, but it's it's absolutely disgusting. Awful. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 52. 
Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 55. It is 27 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah.